Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Um, he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey, Browns backers, it's Charles Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Uh, you can find us at Browns Believe, that's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V, or at Believe Podcast, that's at Believe Podcast, at B-L-E-A-V Podcast. We're back for week three, Tony, yes. of the NFL season. And, as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. So whether you're betting on the Browns, University of Akron, Kent State, I know that's who everybody's betting on, right? Or that Ohio State game, head to the website or your mobile device to sign up today to re receive your 100% welcome bonus, Tony. 100% welcome bonus. Double your initial deposit just for signing up. Two you don't times. need to do anything else. Two times. Two times. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100, bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Tony, what did you think of the Browns' performance against the Texans? Well, I'm 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 glad that game uh, wasn't at the end of the season, and it was necessary for us to uh, you know get into the playoffs because um, I mean I I don't know if we look like we looked this past Sunday at the end of the season, um, I'm, I don't have high hopes for us going very far in the postseason. Um, team didn't look very good, I don't think. Um, you know, you know, probably the the one most disappointing thing, well. List of disappointments. We'll get through all of them, but let's start with the uh, with the most disappointing thing I thought was just a lack of just. It just seemed like a lack of energy, um, you know, from even coming out of the tunnel onto the field and in that first couple drives, it just seemed like we came out flat. Um, not really a ton of energy. Uh, the defense, most especially, 
I, I, you know, I hate to point fingers to individual people, um, but Miles Garrett, like, where was Miles Garrett? I, I, I mean, I just, I, I don't, I don't really remember him, uh, you know, his name being called all that often, and he wasn't shaking it up that much. And it's not like we were playing an amazing team, um, you know. So I, to me, I don't know. We got the win, and you know, everybody said, well, you know, as long as we got the W, that's fine. Uh, not necessarily true. I mean, if you and once again, we have to decide. Are we just going to be content with, you know, being better than we've been the last 20 years, which newsflash, I mean, come on, that, that, yeah, that shouldn't that's take not very a high much. Standard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I mean, if we're content with that or we're going to talk this moral victory or, man, at some point we've got to get our stuff together. It, you, in order to be a championship team, at some point you got to start looking like a championship team. And we just simply don't look like a team – Right now, that that I would think anybody's going to be afraid of. I mean, there's nothing that we do that that smacks of just hey, look out. Um, or <laughs> you, you know, I I just I didn't see it. And um, like I said, it started. It starts with the team. It permeated into even the crowd, or maybe maybe the team will blame the crowd. I don't know. I thought the crowd was lame. I just thought it was you know for all the hype going into into the week. I just I was expecting a little bit more. I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, we won, but. I, I felt, you know what I felt like? I felt like the teams could use some Balance 7, which is a pH balancing alkaline supplement. Oh, def, definitely. Right? So it's helped us get better, Tony. You can see how Balance 7 has helped us. And right now, if you go to Balance7.com and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, that's Balance7.com. And use the code believe at checkout. B L E A V. We did it. It worked for us. It can work for you. And hopefully it will work for the Browns if they do it. Because yes, I would agree. They did look, I don't know, they looked lethargic. The defense did not have a lot of energy. I think from an offensive standpoint, Baker played well, right? I mean, he can't say, hey, 19 out of 21 from a completion standpoint. Yeah, only 213 yards, but. They seemed to be moving the ball a little bit. Obviously, I think the running game did its job. Nick Chubb was was all over the place. The fact that Kareem Hunt got more carries than Nick Chubb is a is a little surprising. There were a couple drives there where I felt they they should have pulled Hunt out, put Chubb back in. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna say overall it was okay from an offensive standpoint. This little bit of a struggle bus at various different points, but putting points up every quarter is something that good teams do. Yeah. And they did do that. However, the defense, it, we were talking about it on Sunday as we're Oof. sitting there in the press box. If Tyrod Taylor does not get hurt and does, does come back for that second half, that's a completely different ball. Game. Oh yeah. And, and I don't know if we win that game. I don't, I don't believe so. Not, right? not Davis the way Mills we came in and, even just towards the end of the game, right? The guy comes in, you put him at his own 25 or whatever, or 20 with a couple minutes left, and he drives down to our 15-yard line or whatever. And, and you're looking at it going, this is a guy who's, you know, thrown three passes in the NFL, yep. and all of a sudden he's moving on a two-minute drill against our, our offense or our defense who, like you said, I don't know where some of those guys were on Sunday, but they were definitely not completely tuned in. There were a couple big hits and I will say, you know, as much grief as I have <laughs> have given our man here, uh, Grant Delpit, over the 
uh, <laughs> yeah. over the past season for just not being available, which, yeah, hey, guys get injured. I get it. But when you're, hey, I was a big Antoine Winfield guy, and he performed so well last year that it was kind of hard. But he did step on the field on Sunday, and he made a presence felt. Yeah, I mean, that hit, <laughs> that forced fumble was, that was a hit, baby. No, it, it, it was, you know, but once again, that's going to be one of those things. And, and, you know, you know, people say, hey, well, man, I, I mean, let's not let's not stay on him. I think he's earned some respect. I think uh, it's a bit of a stretch. I mean, he's, he's going to have to do that multiple times to, to really gain any kind of respect. I, he's got to obviously stay healthy. I mean, think about it. As, as poorly as the defense played, um, we had Delpit for the entire game. So, uh, I mean, obviously him being added, great, but him being added still did not make our defense, um, you know, good enough to stop a second-string quarterback who who really honestly, when you think about it, is he the second-string quarterback? I think he's more the third-string yeah, quarterback. He's really, yeah, he's really the third-string. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tyrod crazy. was the second-string. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that to me – we, you know, that we're not going to face teams in the playoffs that are playing a third-string quarterback, and they're going to be, well, I guess Kansas City did last year. Uh, oh, oh, see what they did there? Um, no, I, I mean, not, not to be cute. Uh, I can't help it sometimes. But, um, I, I mean, we got to do better than that. And we've got to get some pressure up the middle. I mean, come on. With, with the with the beef that we put on the line, you know, we, we added you – know, we, that's all we heard in the offseason. We added all these guys. Where was any pressure on the quarterback? I mean, it was just non-existent throughout the game, and that to me was was pretty disappointing. I mean, what, what's what's Garrett making? You know, people are saying, "Hey, man, take it easy on the guy." Hey, I mean, he's one of the highest paid defenders in the NFL. Uh, show me something. Show me something. Uh, yeah, I mean, three assists. Earn your dough, man. You know, uh, on tackles. Is I don't not think that's really asking a lot. Yeah. You know, so. But you're here stepping into, again, kind of the same scenario where the team's going to be going up against the second-string quarterback this week. You have Justin Fields, former Ohio State starter, making his first NFL start against the Browns. Bears are 9-0 against the NFC North or AFC North since 2013. Oof. What are your thoughts for Sunday? I, if we if now, I, do I get two picks? I mean, if we play, <laughs> if we play the way we played last week, we will lose to the Chicago Bears because I think the defense we're going up against is a. In, well, I mean, the Browns are going to be without Jarvis, yeah. right? OBJ oh, yeah. may come back, right? Yeah. But we still, again, that's that's always going to be. It seems like for this season, going to be a game time decision, yeah, and he is not Jarvis Landry, right? They play different roles yeah. in that offense, so him coming back is not necessarily going to substitute for Jarvis. Which I'm going to interject this now. I said in the summertime we should have traded him. OBJ, I'm talking about. Not <laughs> uh, and here we are. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't have us. I don't have us beating them this week. Not, not if we're playing the way we're playing. Uh, I mean, it. If the defense, the defense, you know, that's the unfortunate thing. If the defense steps up this week, they're going to be stepping up against. Fields and they're really going to have to step it up because you can say he's a second string quarterback, but I think there's probably at least a, a dozen teams in the NFL that he'd be starting for right now. Uh, he's he's got first string talent um, and he's got the ability to get outside the pocket and and mess things up. So and I think not only does our defense have to bring it this week, but the offense is going to have to bring it and they're going to have to bring it without obviously some key starters. So um, I just 
I don't know. I hate saying it this early, but I think this is one of those, what are we going to say this every week? Uh, must win. I, I, I think this is definitely a game where it's a, it's a, it's a must win game because it's at home, but it's a game that I think we're going to have a hard time winning. Okay. Which I didn't think I would say that when we were in the middle of the summer, you know, we're looking at the schedule. This was a win. That's a win. Well, here we are, right? Week three. And it's already, you know, wheels coming off the wagon, potentially. Thoughts uh, on Chris Tabor? <laughs> my, my thoughts on Chris Tabor? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> probably should have stayed here. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I just figured after that. I'm just I, giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit. So, <laughs> I think part of it also is you're looking at a Browns team that is the tied for the second most turnovers in the league right now. And Baker has thrown an interception in every game. While he has been, yes, I understand, he has been incredibly accurate, he still has thrown an interception in both games. And you're looking at this Browns defense, or Bears defense, that takes advantage of those types of situations. It's going to have to with a rookie quarterback there. This is where I think... I will lean a little bit towards the Browns just because, yes, while the defense didn't look great against the Titans, you're going to scheme a little bit differently. And and what I mean by that is you're going to try to confuse the rookie quarterback. And, yes, while you could have said, oh, well, why didn't they do that on Sunday against the Texans? You thought you were going to go up against Tyrod. And and you think, okay, this guy is going to be able to diagnose some things. So let's not even put that in the playbook for this Sunday because what's the likelihood we're going to use? You can't bank on guys getting injured. Whereas here, I think you could be a little more creative with some of your defensive concepts because he hasn't necessarily seen them. And, And so this is where if the Browns defense doesn't step up this week, this is where I'm going to be very concerned as we move forward through the rest of the season. I think this is the time for them to step up, for our our defensive staff to really put in a creative game plan and step up. Our offense, it's going to be a struggle. This Bears defense is pretty good. I mean, anytime you have Khalil Mack, even if he's the only guy on that other side of the ball, anytime you have... Dude, he can cover ground. Exactly. He's crazy. He he makes you consider where he is at all times, and that changes your game plan. I think you go with the same thing that you've been doing, though. I think the offensive play calling has been smart. Hey, let's run it. Let's get the ball to our tight ends. And again, with Landry out, OBJ as a possible, I'm going to say likely out, though at this point, is just okay. it's going to be my guess. You're going to have to heavily rely on those tight ends. And luckily, yeah. we do have three very good pass-catching tight ends. I, hey man, I, I'm happy with running an <laughs> an I set with <laughs> with three tight ends yep. every single play. Don't even put a receiver on the field on Sunday. <laughs> well, I, and that, that's I mean, we talked about that on the ride home. You, you know, the the lack of the use of the tight ends to me is, is a huge mistake because we are talented there. And I think if you got Mac in and you want to you want to keep him from taking the game over. Uh, the best thing to do is to go at least too tight with two guys in the backfield because now who's he going to cover? You know what I mean? He's he's either going to pick one of the tight ends or, you know, you could have, uh, you know, either one of the backs running or you could have Hunt catching. I mean, you, you open up so many options and it just, it overwhelms him with just responsibilities to the point where, you know, eventually he's going to break down, make a mistake and you could take advantage of it. 
I think in the game this past Sunday, we had some creative plays, but I don't really think, I don't know. I can't think of any time during the game where I saw us like setting us up for something big down the road. I mean, we had a couple trick plays or, you yeah. know, but um, I, I don't know. I don't think we, we certainly didn't utilize the tight end enough this yeah. past Sunday. I mean, that was, I didn't understand it. I mean, that was the perfect defense to do it against, but, um, but this week I think we got to go heavy tight end. I mean, obviously, you might not even have an option there, right? Because if Jarvis and OBJ aren't, I mean, who the hell are you throwing to? Yeah, and the, the, the good thing, I think, for this Browns team against this Bears defense is while they do play the 3-4 and their strength is, is largely those those linebackers, you know, and, and they have a little bit of the rush linebacker sense with, with Mack and Robert Quinn there. But Roquan Smith, Alec Ogletree are, are good linebackers. Their defensive backfield is not elite. Yeah. So I think if you can get some balls downfield, and so I say, yeah, hey, you shouldn't put a receiver on the field. But realistically, let's be honest about what you're going to do as an offense. But again, those corners are not going to be able to to cover our tight ends, even if they are out there. And you're not going to have linebackers doing everything as well, because then the, the tight end is going to run away from them, especially some of the guys we have. So I think, yeah, you're using a lot of that. And I think it's going to be a big day. This is where I am going to, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Tony. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I am going to say this is going to be a big game for Anthony Schwartz. I think against right. this defensive backfield, he's going to have a big day. He's going to see some snaps. and Because and, I think it would be easier to say Peoples-Jones. Yeah. But I think the speed that Anthony Schwartz has against this team, he's going to have a big day. And if he doesn't, the Browns are not going to win. So if you see um, Kevin Stefanski in the hallway, are you going to say, may the shorts be with you? May the shorts be with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I, I jam I, the radar. <laughs> I think, I, 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 hey, if that happens, I think that's great because I, I'll tell you what, it, and like I said, I hate to be Debbie Downer here, but we, we got, we at some point, if OBJ doesn't play this week and he isn't a significant contributor, at some point we got to start moving on from OBJ because this can't be the narrative every week. Is he going to play? Is he going to contribute? Is he going to help us out? Either he's on this squad and he's contributing or he's not. And this can't become a week-to-week. You know, this isn't a soap opera, the OBJ as the OBJ turns, you know. Hey, either you're in or you're out um, because we need pieces in here that are going to be consistently helping us every week. We can't just have a guy that just sits around and when he feels and, – and, you know, I'm not making light of his – if he's injured, he's injured, okay? Yeah. But if he's injured, he's injured. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. kind and, of and, and I know, you know, I mean, I know, hey, first time in the three weeks of the season so far, full practice on Wednesday, full participant. But, you know, what's that going to look like on game day? Again, I, I'm not 100% certain that he's going to be out there, so – but our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com Football Pick'em Challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest-profile games of the week between the NFL and college football, whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. 
Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, football pickup. And if you plan on hosting your own football contests, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, Pick'em, as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all your office sports. So, Tony, as we head in to our Bet Online picks of the week, yes. just know that there are odds on who's going to win the AL wildcard on betonline.ag, and you can go right now. Red Sox, minus 270. Blue Jays, minus 210. Yankees, minus 200. A's, plus 2,000. Mariners, plus 2,800. I think on the back two, you're throwing your money away. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Yankees, I'd love to see Yankees, Blue Jays, no Red Sox. I don't know. No, I'm not putting money on the Indians. Well, yeah. Shohei, minus 1,500 <laughs> for MVP. Ooh. Right? Tatis Jr., minus 220. Shohei the money. Oh, hello. <laughs> All right, Tony. So what do you got this week? Browns, Bears. The line is seven. Browns minus seven. The over-under is 45 and a half. I've got the Bears. I'm just going to say, I got the over again. I, I, I got I'm the not Bears. taking the over until the defense shows me anything. You know, I got the Bears and I got the under because I, I don't think our offense is going to put points up. Okay. I trust our offense. I don't know. But I don't trust our defense. Yeah, I don't know because I'm not trusting Baker Mayfield to finish the whole game this week. Oh. If our line plays the way okay. our line plays, I'm, I'm predicting Khalil Mack ruins alumni weekend. So are the Bears – who's winning straight up? Bears. Bears are going to win. Obviously, then they'd cover. Cover. Yeah, I would hope. <laughs> kind of hard. <laughs> I'd twist a fade. Not to do that. Yeah. Uh, when you're the underdog. And you're taking the under. Should okay. Check the under. What's the under? 45 and a half. So even 24-21 puts you, puts you at the under. I'll stay with the under. I'm going to go with my initial gut feeling. Okay. I mean, I, I you know... I'm, I'm not, not going I, gut here. I'm just going history. And, my, I'm and I feel like over. my gut is fine. I, 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 my gut is balanced. I had my, you had your uh, balance seven. seven this morning, and and I feel like I'm coming at you not as someone who's distraught, but as someone who is. Uh, You're not coming at it with saltiness. You're coming uh, at it with alkalinity. True that. All right, uh, this is going to be this could be a this could be a season long battle here, right here. This could be the this difference. Could be the separator. At, this could be the separator. Week three. Must potential win. separator. <laughs> I'm going over. I'm taking the Browns to win. Oof. I will take the Bears to cover that. Ooh. Okay. So I, I, I don't think – or I'm looking for the push here, right? At, at seven, there's a high probability of a push for either one of us, whether you yeah. pick the, the Browns or the Bears on the spread. But I, I'm going to take the Browns. They're not going to win by seven. All they're right. going to win by less than seven. and uh, But they're going to win, and I'm going over. All right, we it, now. Hey, uh, I'm just going to throw this in here. I'm throwing a grenade in them before we take off. So it is. I did mention it is alumni weekend, and um, you know, you know, this year the um, they are in inducting a two Cleveland Brown legends, if you will. The two inductees this year will be Bill Nelson, quarterback for the Browns, 1968, 1972. What are your thoughts? Like Bill, great guy, um, and I'm not saying he's not a legend. Um, 
Did he do enough with the Browns? To he be did. A he did enough with the Browns to be a legend. He took us to the uh, AFC Championship. I mean, you, you know, it was, yeah. Okay, he, he I'm, I'm just asking. I, I, well, I, I'm going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be open and honest with you. I feel that that era, 1968 to 1972, is the most underrated era in the history of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I mean, I know no knock against the cardiac kids, no knock against um, you know Bernie and the boys. But that, look at that 68 to 72 team. That was a pretty special group. And when you look at the AFC at that time, I, I mean, the teams that they were going up against, it, it, it was not an easy, uh, you know, time to, to yeah. win. So, hey, just check that team out. If you're, you know, look at the highlights. Uh, if you get a chance, they're probably on YouTubes or something there. But, yeah, Bill Nelson and then uh, Dequell Jackson, which I love Dequell, nice guy. Um, that He may be the one guy that I'm – I don't know. Um I mean, I'm not, you know, hey, congratulations for getting in. But, I, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think he's somebody that probably could have waited a little bit longer. And then they will be joined by the class last from last year of Josh Cribbs and Webster Slaughter, uh, who were not, um, you know, inducted due to the fact that there was not a... Yeah, there was not. Uh, yeah, due to uh, COVID-19. Um yeah, I'm going to say, you know, it's tough for me, even Josh. It's tough for me to have players be listed as quote-unquote legends if during an era where the team was, let's say, less than good, yeah. right? Less than good. So... You know, Dequell and and Josh. I don't. Maybe one playoff game with the Browns. I mean, I know Dequell's was with Indianapolis, so he didn't. You know, was Josh, was Josh here for a Browns playoff no. game? So no playoff appearances for those teams. Um, I'm gonna say no winning records. That would be correct, right? <laughs> uh, it, it's hard for me. You know, a Joe Thomas is different, right? A guy that went to the Pro Bowl every year, a guy that was all pro every year, right? So unless you're hitting those marks yeah. during that era, it, it, it's just it's just hard for me to call you a legend. Well, I, I, I'm not saying, right, obviously you're talented, you're in the NFL, you're a better football player than I ever was, it could ever dream of being. I'm not, this is not about that. Well, not about it's that. about comparing you to the other folks that you're yeah. up with for these honors. Yeah, because this isn't this isn't for the legends of Eastland Road, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, this is the, it's the NFL. Uh, no, I'm with you on that. I think probably even more absurd. Um, you know, like I said, man, I feel bad talking about this. Josh, good dude, man. Well, I'm not saying this thing. I'm not saying these are bad individuals. Yeah. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not even saying they're bad. They're very good football players. I just think even like Josh being a finalist for the the Pro Football Hall of fame to me like that that group there that's that's spiraling out of control i mean for josh to be a finalist um when he played in a position they got him listed as sometimes wide receiver i I, somebody want to bring up those five clips i I mean i don't remember josh cribs lining up as a wide receiver and being a game changer for well and and that's the the, even i mean even the pro bowl like so dequell got picked to the pro bowl one time Guess what? He wasn't on the Browns that season. He was with yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. So that season doesn't count yeah. when you're looking at it from a Browns legends um, standpoint. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying these guys are not were not quality football players at their positions uh, during their time. And, and Josh, yeah, he was a, a Pro Bowler, but 
let's be honest, it was – would he have been a pro bowler without the kick return, right? Would he have been a pro no. bowl corner? No. And, and, no. and so that's – and that's the thing. It's like – so I get it. Like maybe – like if you give it to him on those basis of, the hey, the kick returner piece, I, I have – there's a better argument to me for Josh than there is for DeQuell. Um, but I'm not – I'm not necessarily sold on – I mean, John, like I said, great guy, but all they had to do was move the kickoff back a couple yards and his career was over. I mean, that, that was his whole career was like, you know, based on the, that kickoff return. Once they took the kickoff return away, I mean, his career went away. I mean, that, that rule literally, if you were to look at one person in the NFL that, that most adversely affected, Josh Cribbs falls in that category because he, he was a weapon when he was able to return kicks. But that's how many times a game is yeah. is that you know? No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm not arguing with you. But uh, I don't know. I, I think. And, no. and, and, well, and I think. And, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this for a guy who didn't have the ball in his hands a whole ton. Mm-hmm. He fumbled 34 times as a Cleveland Brown. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. He played 124 games with the Browns. So every, every fourth game, he put the ball on the ground. That's not good. Not great. I mean, yeah, almost, I would, almost every, almost every third game. Yeah. And I, I would say too, you know, once again, not to, not to, I mean, maybe the Cleveland Browns legends, I, but man, the hall of fame talk to me. How can you? How can you even have him on the list if Eric Metcalf is not in yet? Like uh, Eric Metcalf, much more of a game changer, much more of a uh, just I, I don't know all around great player than Josh Cribbs could ever dream of being. I mean Eric Metcalf. If you if you had taken Eric Eric Metcalf and and maybe pushed if, his if career Eric, back if, ten if, years, yes, if he plays in even this era, oh. I mean, come on. I mean, I always, I always said, man, imagine him on that greatest show, show on turf team, uh, you know, replacing Marshall Falk. You plug in Eric Metcalf instead. As great as Marshall Falk was, obviously a Hall of Famer, Eric Metcalf would have made him look silly because I, he just had abilities to do things that Marshall Falk did not. And um, so, but, but I can't say the same thing about, I don't think I can say the same thing about Josh Cribbs only because he doesn't have a body of work to warrant me saying that. I mean, he, he, he didn't go in as a running back. He didn't go out as a wide receiver all that often, the kick return. So I don't know. Like I said, we're supposed to be here. Hey, I guess it's too late, right? The horse is already out of the barn. We've already passed the dude, but I I mean, congratulations. (laughs) I I just question the selection, especially. No, you're here to, to have honest discussions about these. If we wanted to be fanboys. Then that's yeah. a whole different thing. It's I, not I mean, about being a fanboy. It's about hey, you're not only representing the organization, right? In terms of hey, you want the team to be good, but you want the organization to represent the fans and and be true to the history of the team. Not just put guys in because hey, you know what? Josh Gribbs was he was a fan favorite, right? Yeah. And if you want to call it the fan favorite, whatever, then then you know what? Don't open it up to fan yeah. voting. If, if that's what you're going to do, open it up to fan voting and that's fine. But if you're really going to be selective on who you call a legend, yeah. then you have to have some criteria. And 
you know, you could say, well, you know, Webster wasn't didn't go to all these Pro Bowls and all this, but you know what? He was on a team that was winning, yeah. right? I mean, they were going to AFC Championship games, so you're in a whole different caliber then because you're performing at a level that is elite within the league during that time. These guys never even made the playoffs, yeah, not one time. No, no, I mean, forget making the playoffs. I mean, going. Going 500 would have been, um, yeah. you know, a, a feat. It's, and I understand it's it's a team game, but that has an impact. Right. Sorry, just does. Well, and and I'll be honest with you too. I, I mean, you know, I'm gonna go from saying I'm not gonna bash this guy to bash him. I mean, when I'm talking, when we're talking linebackers, I, I mean, Tom Cousineau isn't in. Chip Banks isn't in. Um, fuck, Andre Davis isn't in. I, I think Andre yeah. Davis, when I think of just production um had to be i mean i don't know i i mean i know he finished in the top 10 um in tackles and for the league um he, you know i think i don't know i'm pretty sure he did i don't yeah. know yeah well i mean the fact that, i don't know but i just yeah. i just i just think i well, mean the fact that chip banks isn't in is is a little ridiculous i mean you're looking at a guy that during his you know five seasons with the browns was selected the Pro Bowl four times and was a first team All Pro player. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's elite. And yes, it's okay. It's only five seasons, but uh, it's not like Dequell was here that much longer. Yeah. He was here one extra season. So yeah, it, uh, like I said, I, I just it, it to me, it's just it's it's I don't know, and I don't know what the process is anymore for selection, but I, I just think. It, it's more, it just, to me, it has a feel more of name recognition than it does, you know, actual talent. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to recognize anybody that we don't know who the hell they are um, because yeah. I, otherwise I can't. Well, I mean, why I mean would... Reggie Langhorn's not in. I, I mean, yeah. come on, man. I mean, when, when we were kids, Reggie Langhorn, I, I mean, that, that offense moved because of Reggie Langhorn. And, it, you, you know, I, I don't know. And they were in the playoffs because of Reggie Langhorn. I mean, even as far as defensive players, but fucking. Yeah. yeah. I'm not here. I'm swearing. I mean, Eric Turner's not in. I mean, come on. Eric Turner's a a guy I I would put in over, you know, over to Quell just, just out of pure production. I I mean, I I mean, I I don't know. Um, You you know, it's just one of those things. I I guess we'll, we just got to, no, and again, no ill will. Hey, happy that he's going to be able to get this honor and and step out. But you know, maybe there's some other people that were in line yeah. that, that should be uh, processed first, I guess, awarded first. So, yeah, but that's I hey, I guess that's a debate for another day. All righty, folks, that's all we have for you this week. Look forward to Sunday and Browns versus. Bears. Yes. Go team. Hey, and if you're going to the game and you're a fan, like, come on, man. Cheer. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, we finally get to go to a game. Like, I've been here for a year and a half. How we don't get to go to the game. No, we can go to the game. Wish we can go to the game. Team's great. We can't cheer for them. Well, we're worried on Sunday because, I don't know, that was a pretty lame. There was effort. not a lot of noise. It was lame. There was not a lot of noise. You know? Not, not that we're, you know, trying to turn against our, our listeners. But if you're a listener that was at the game, you was lame. Make some... No S. Step it up. Adios. All right. Chip check. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.